if you get cold sores in general, I don't care if you haven't had one in two years, you're just as responsible to disclose as somebody that has genital herpes. Welcome to Pretty in Kink. I'm your host, Tara V, and I'm here to bring you along on this weird little journey called life. I'm an adult content creator, and I'm an awkward girl extraordinaire. I am here to show you that life can be messy and weird and beautiful all at the same time. I want to show you the awkward side of sexy and the sweet side of dirty and the beauty that's in the darkness. I'm not afraid to talk about the things that make most people uncomfortable, so consider this your trigger warning. Let's buckle up, let me be your safe word, and let's go get weird. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pretty in Kink. Today, I'm excited for this episode, and I feel like when you hear the topic, you're going to be like, oh no, I didn't know I was going to health class today, but I promise it's not going to be health class because it's me, and I always make everything fun, so just trust me on this, okay? Today, I want to talk about that super taboo thing again, herpes, boom, boom, boom. I know it freaks you guys out when I talk about it. That's the whole point, and that's why I'm going to keep talking about it, because it shouldn't be a topic that freaks anybody out. It should be normal. And I want today to discuss disclosing our statuses, and I had a conversation with a partner, and I really wanted to include this um, this conversation in my original episode about dating with herpes, but it just didn't quite fit. But I think it's a super important conversation and one that truly changed the way I felt about disclosing my status and realizing that it shouldn't be a shameful topic and that I should never allow any partner I'm with to make me feel isolated in the conversation because there's two of us and something I have found in so many disclosures is once I start talking about my sexual health and my positive status it's like suddenly people forget to talk about themselves and their status and their sexual health. It's like you have a spotlight on yourself and that's not fair because there's two of us. So this is a conversation I've been wanting to have for a while. And before we dive into it, I wanted to also add one other little thing. Now, this might feel like you're going to health class, but I promise Again, it's me. It's Tara. I make things fun. So what inspired this conversation today and got me to finally sit down and record this was social media. (laughs) Imagine that. I was scrolling social media the other morning and I came across a TikTok by the singer Jason Mraz. It was a very simple one. It was basically just a photo of himself from when he was younger with some text over it. And the text read that he had HSV1, which is oral herpes, and 
basically that it's stupid common. Like 80% of the population has it. And when I saw that, oh my God, my heart melted because A, for him to not say I have cold sores and instead say oral herpes, that's huge. That is giant. To have somebody in the public eye openly say that they have oral herpes and just put it out there for everybody to see, that's amazing because that helps with the stigma and it helps destigmatize things and start to normalize the conversation and it helps to educate people more because, you know, sex ed in this country is um, <laughs> non-existent. So <laughs> we're not educated very well and it blows my mind that the fact that oral herpes is cold sores is a fact that so few people know and can accept mind-boggling to me but I'm not surprised because it's never talked about and it's crazy to me that cold sores which again are oral herpes are openly discussed people don't then say but it's herpes, right? So having public figures and really having anybody openly discuss it like that is just amazing for the cause as far as destigmatizing things and making people more comfortable talking about their sexual health. So when I saw that TikTok, I was like, yes, yes. Even last year, I watched an interview with Shia LaBeouf on a podcast by the actor John Bernthal. In this podcast, part of the conversation was him discussing the fact that he had cold sores and that he had never disclosed to any of his partners ever. And he discussed his level of guilt with that and acknowledged that that was a huge manipulation on his part. And that was amazing to also bear witness to, to have somebody at the level of Shia LaBeouf, who's a very well-known actor, openly discuss that and not just say, hey, I have cold sores, but to openly admit that he knowingly withheld that disclosure is huge and helps open the conversation. The only problem I had with that interview is he never once said the word herpes, not once. All he said was cold sores. And why that's a problem is that because the education surrounding this is lacking, people might not fully grasp his statement and people might not understand kind of the depth of his wrongs by not sharing his status, right? People aren't fully going to understand the what he's essentially saying is I have herpes and I know I have herpes and I have knowingly held that information from partners. It's huge the conversation happened, but it's also huge that he didn't use the word herpes ever. And it shows how far we have to go. So I just, I don't know. It needs to be discussed more. And it's such a huge topic as far as the cold sores aspect because 
so many people just don't understand it. So honestly, every time I have one of these episodes regarding herpes, I feel like I just need to drill it in your head. Herpes is cold sores and cold sores is herpes. They're one in the same. I have HSV1, which is oral herpes, but I have it genitally because I got it from somebody that had cold sores, did not inform me, and we had oral sex. And boom, I now have some extra razzle-dazzle down there. (laughs) It would have been nice to have been able to make an informed decision. It is upsetting that he did not inform me. And I guess that's part of why I want to make this conversation as normal as possible. So that doesn't happen as much for other people. So we, we just, we need to understand that disclosure is huge. It is so important. And that is what this episode is, is just making sure you understand the importance, but also understanding that you should never be shamed in your disclosure and you, you should never be made to feel less than. So in the beginning of my dating, when I was getting my footing and trying to find my comfort level with how to date with a positive status, I struggled with it. Um, I did disclose to every single partner that was, that wasn't even an option not to, that was just a given it was going to happen. And when I would disclose, it was always prior to meeting people. I mostly was dating for physical relationships with people. So I didn't want to waste my time with like going on first dates and chatting each other up. And that's not what I was doing. I wanted dates (laughs) with a big capital D. (laughs) So I would get it out of the way right away before I would even meet somebody Here's my disclosure. Let me know what you think and let's go on from there. So I match with a man. We go on a date. I had disclosed previously before we met. Um, We talked about the fact that he was comfortable with it, but wanted to wear a condom, which absolutely that's fine. We have our encounter and throughout the encounter, he makes little comments here and there that he doesn't like wearing a condom. And in hindsight... I should not have tolerated that because either do it or don't. If you don't like wearing a condom and you have to in this instance, but you don't like it, then just leave if you can't not (laughs) spend the whole time complaining. It made me feel weird. I think it made me feel bad about myself because the reason he was wearing one was because of my positive status, because I wasn't insisting on one. I do not promote unsafe sex at all, but I do what I do. Um, So yeah, so it wasn't me insisting. It was his choice. So if you're going to make the choice, make it. And that's that. But he made a couple comments. And when I think about it now, I realize I was an insecure girl back then in regards to my status and just understanding my place in things and understanding that it's not a bad thing. And honestly, it's a strength. So I didn't know it then. So I didn't say anything. We had a good time. We go on a second date. Again, he chooses to wear a condom. And again, he comments a couple of times that he's really not 
wanting to wear one. And, you know, he's trying to make this decision, should he, shouldn't he? And it started making me feel really bad about myself again. And so I stopped things and I said, listen, I cannot make this decision for you. Like you need to be 1000% comfortable. If you're not comfortable not wearing one, then you got to wear one. And you're starting to make me feel bad about myself and that's not okay. So I cannot encourage you to not wear one. However, I do want to ask you, how often do you get tested? And he just kind of looked at me and basically it'd been a couple years. Okay. And how many people have you slept with? Mind you, I'm hanging out with a fuck boy. <laughs> so he kind of looks at me and it was like, man, listen, we're both here for the same thing. I, I don't care what your number is. My point is you have slept with a lot of people, correct? He says, yes. I then ask him, how often do you wear a condom? And it's basically almost never. Okay, how often do you ask your partners if they get tested? And he just looked at me. <laughs> there was my answer, right? I said, okay, well, I also sleep with a lot of people. However, because of that, I get tested very, very often. So who is more at risk here? You or me? You who never tests, who sleeps with a whole bunch of people and doesn't wear protection and has no idea what his status is? Or me, who is fully aware of her status, gets tested on a very regular basis. I take suppressive medication for the herpes virus and I have this conversation with all of my partners. Who's at risk here? You or me? And he just kind of looked at me and I said, I am actually the one that is taking the bigger risk by having unprotected sex with you. You are the one that's a risk here. I know my status. And so I know how to protect my partners and myself as well as I read my body. And so if something doesn't seem right, I will cancel dates because... I want to protect everybody involved, right? And I have canceled dates going, oh no, I think maybe this is an outbreak coming. And I'm like, damn it, it was an ingrown hair. <laughs> Just ruined a booty call. <laughs> damn it. But seriously now, who was at risk, right? But if I hadn't stopped and called him out on that, I would have been left sitting there really feeling quite bad about myself. Like I'm this much of a problem, so to speak, that he is, you know, having this like conflict internally of what to do. And, and he's upset about wearing the condom. And if I hadn't have spoken up, I would have been left feeling uncomfortable about the situation. And I would have been left feeling bad about myself. And now where I stand today, I am so much more confident in my status and how to have discussions that I will never allow somebody again to make me feel that way. Education was so important because that helped me for the first time understand that there's two of us here. I think up to that point, I allowed people to turn all of the focus on me because I was the one that knew her status. And I never thought through all of that anxiety to turn things around and say, but what about you? And when we do have a positive status and we are disclosing, 
it can feel sometimes like there's a spotlight on us. And what happens when you're sitting in a dark room and there's a spotlight on you? You can't see anything at all. Like you're blinded. It's just this light on you and you can't see who's behind it. And that can be what a disclosure feels like sometimes. You know, suddenly you're sitting in front of this person, you know, either physically or virtually and revealing this thing that might be uncomfortable or anxiety inducing and everything turns to you and all of the attention is on you. And suddenly you feel the weight of all of that. It is so important to remember that your partner or partners need to be a reflection of that conversation. There should be an equal conversation of them telling you about their sexual health. And I think that gets lost a lot. And I want that to stop I want people to start standing up for themselves more and saying, well, wait a minute. Okay, fine. I know about me, but what about you? And stand up to that. And if they don't know and you're not comfortable with that, then we're not doing anything until you go get tested. But just don't let people make you feel like it's all you. And there isn't another person sitting there in that room with you. There's two of us, right? There always has to be at least two of us, <laughs> maybe three, maybe four, if you're having a great time, but the conversation needs to be had. And again, that conversation includes disclosing if you have cold sores and not just if they're active cold sores. If you get cold sores in general, I don't care if you haven't had one in two years, you're just as responsible to disclose as somebody that has genital herpes. It is important. You have got to disclose that. And I cannot tell you how many people have disclosed to me after the fact. And I'm like, yo, you need to tell me. You should have told me that before anything happened. And so many people are like, oh, well, I mean, you already have it. Or, oh, but I don't have a cold sore now, so it's really not a big deal. It doesn't matter if you have a sore or you don't. You gotta tell people. I don't know how to make people understand that doesn't matter. You can still give it to somebody else. And I think it's frustrating because the amount of people that actually have some version of herpes, whether it's HSV-1 or HSV-2, and again, one is oral, two is genital, it's huge how many people have it. Statistics are insane on this topic, and they're always going to vary a little bit, but you will see fairly consistently that the percentage of people that have either HSV-1 or HSV-2 and HSV-1 is dominating in this class of statistics here. Um, but population-wise, worldwide, up to 80% of the world's population has one of the two forms. I'm going to say that again to you. 80% of the world's population and a majority of that percentage, close to 70%, is oral herpes. Let that sink in. 
So if you have slept with even just a couple people, the likelihood is you've slept with somebody that has herpes. And something that people do not understand because all media wants to do is show you like the big, bad, scary herpes. Like the people that are like the worst of the worst case scenarios, most people have no clue that they have it. So many people that have this virus never know it. They never have a symptom. They never show any signs. So they have no clue and they can still pass it on. And that's part of the reason why that statistic is so high. But if that was taught more, if that was brought to the awareness of the population more, it wouldn't be such a scary thing when you hear somebody say, I have herpes with my diagnosis, and I discussed this in the original herpes episode, my doctor was like, yes, I what? I probably have it too. The nurse probably has it. You know, it was so nonchalant because she does understand the prevalence. So it's just, oh, it's just so much more common than people realize. And I wish that was taught more. And again, that is why I was so inspired to see somebody that has celebrity status very openly talking about it and not just saying I have cold sores, but saying I have oral herpes. That is giant. It's giant. And it's just so important for people to understand how how prevalent it is. There is a woman by the name of Ella Dawson. She's kind of like the fairy godmother of herpes in that a lot of people that are newly diagnosed find a lot of comfort in a speech that she gave many years ago, maybe back in 2016, and it was a TEDx talk. And the title of this talk, STIs aren't a consequence, they're inevitable. Hear that again. STIs aren't a consequence, they are inevitable. So they should be talked about more because you're going to come across them. And that's why it is so important to be more educated on this. So let's end on that note. Health class with Tara V is officially over. I hope you learned something and I hope these conversations are helping you understand that these conversations don't have to be scary and uncomfortable. And if these are bringing anything up for you that you would like to discuss, or if you want to discuss a herpes status, but you're not really comfortable talking about it with people in your own life, my DMs are always open on Instagram with the Pretty and Kink podcast or Tara underscore Beam. And of course, as always, the show notes have that link for the anonymous questions. So you can hit me up there, bear your soul to your happy little safe word, me. All right. Okay. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed. I always enjoy you. You know that I would love you if you went and gave me a review or a rating or subscribed and, you know, stick around. Becky wanted to be part of this podcast apparently today. So uh, yeah, she's in the bloopers. I will see you guys next time. And as always, go get super fucking weird. And it was a very quick, uh, right back, yo. Ma'am? Whoa! You good? No? What? What's happening? You do know I'm recording, right? You're like, yeah, bitch. That's why I'm in here meowing at you. Do you want to snuggle or...
just sit from the corner and quietly judge me. Okay, yeah. she's gonna sit in the corner and quietly judge. Okay. All right, let's try this one more time. Yeah, I know. I, I know, but I don't think you understand it's four o'clock. Not even close to dinner time. I know, I know. When I might be at risk of transmissing, transmissing, <laughs> or HSV2, and H, yo, stop. In your sexual life, you're going to. Becky agrees. Becky's like, yo, educate yourself. Do you agree? Do you think everybody should get tested more? It's not embarrassing, right? Right. I agree. That's what I'm trying to tell them right now. Like, just be brave and go. Becky, Becky wants you to know that she is promoting good sexual health. There was this burdensome, burden, burdensome, burdensome, burdensome. Why did that word become so hard? Jesus Christ. Burdensome? Is that a word? I'm going to have to look that up. We're going to pick a different word, though. <laughs>